Hello, you are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play some games and usually play them badly and then talk about them. I am half of your host. My name is Brett. This is... Oh, me. That's your um, Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know if we were introducing me or the episode or anything. And I, uh, can we just stop to really appreciate how professional that introduction was i know it's totally not like our usual fight fair, I'm, I'm not okay with it I feel <laughs> weird. anyway i am jace continue all right we have been playing around with ideas for a little bit and what we want to bring to you guys is something a little bit different to our normal crapness let's say uh, normally, I mean, most of you who are listening to this, at least at the start, will have heard uh, normal episodes where we talk about what we've done, what we've played, what we've watched, the hobby we've attempted or not attempted to do. What we've eaten, how many times we've gone to the loo, like all that kind of... Yeah, usual sort of stuff. Uh, this is not going to be like this. We're going to do a bit of a series. We have yet to come up with a name for the series. No. No. But it will be less thoughtless than you are used to. Yeah. We, we considered, uh, what was it, thoughtful competitive okay. gaming. But it's not going to be thoughtful. It's not going to be competitive. Look, it might be gaming. It, it's it's going to be gaming related. That's what we do. That's what we're known for amongst our two listeners. So. I was going to say known for. Anyway. <laughs> Both listeners think we play games. Anyway, what we thought we'd bring to you is a bit of a rundown, sort of, um, you know, if you have listened to us before, you know that Blood Bowl is something that's near and dear to our hearts. So why not try and go into a little bit more depth on that? So we're presenting to you episode one of a an unnamed series. Where we of bring unknown you, number of episodes of unknown quality. Of, Actually, yeah. we're pretty we're pretty sure we know what sort of quality it'll be. I guarantee uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> if you want quality, look elsewhere. Uh, but we thought we'd go into a bit more detail on the different teams that you can play in Blood Bowl, and we thought we'd kick it off with a fairly popular team. Uh, a team that is currently number one in our little sevens league that we're running and will be playing off in the finals for the championship. Assuming we play finals for the championship against an unknown opponent at this point in time, depending on who else gets a game in the next ooh, three Two and hours. A half hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be against you, isn't it? It's going to be against oh, the This is still not right. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. Uh, but let's kick it off with a bit of a discussion about Skaven. Now, Skaven, for anyone that doesn't know the Warhammer world, the Warhammer universe, Skaven are a little fantasy race, uh, principally 
what would you call them? Rat men. That is pretty much it. Yep. They're kind so, of a bit smaller than humans. They've got rat faces, rat tails, rat everything else, rat appendages. Uh, but they're very – I mean, the law for Skaven is awesome. They're one of my favorite races. I made a 40K army out of Skaven tails and bodies because Skaven don't exist in 40K for some stupid reason. But on the Blood Bowl pitch, they can be a force to be reckoned with. So, actually, on that whole fluff piece, because the books give us a whole little paragraph of delicious fluff that we can lift directly from to explain exactly who these are. Quote, unquote. Uh, so, in this one, the game of Blood Bowl has become very popular in all walks of Skaven life. So, true to their warped nature, the Skaven have adapted the game in their own special way. A new clan has been formed to govern and control the game. Clan Rigans, which consists of over 20 teams. The most famous are the Skaven Black Scramblers, twice winners of the Blood Bowl Trophy. Several other teams have achieved successes in other leagues, lesser leagues, and competitions too, and there are mixed teams with a large proportion of Skaven competing at various levels. Of course, their close association with Warpstone and the resulting mutations have helped with this success, but even the basic Skaven player has a lot going for them. It's only a matter of time before a Skaven team makes it to the top again. Which it has done in our current league. See, we have See? just proven fate. Yes, we've proven the words of GW. I mean, technically, I'm sure that any team can be at the top of any ladder at any given moment, which is the fun part about Blood Bowl. So very much. <laughs> so the rats, um, they are fundamentally, look, I feel like, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is tactics. And I feel like this is one of the teams where the tactics and the, the, the it probably speaks for itself a little bit, but the team still gives you some pretty sweet options. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Choice is really where this game kind of those choices between how you want to play and how you want to build your team is is the juicy stuff. So going into the team, you have five different positions that you can take. So your basic guys are your Skaven linemen. The you can have up to sixteen in any given elevens team. They cost fifty k each, which is pretty much nothing. Uh, movement seven, strength three, edge three plus, passing four plus, armor value eight plus. Uh, on from them, you're looking at the throwers. You can have up to two of these in any team. They're 85k. Seven movement again, three strength, three plus edge, two plus passing, eight plus armor value with the skills of pass and sure hands. Moving on to potentially the star of the roster, the gutter runners of which you can have up to four, 85k again, movement nine, strength two, agility two plus, passing four plus, armor value eight plus with dodge. You can have up to two blitzes, which are 90k, movement seven, strength three, edge three plus, passing five plus, armor value nine, and block. And then last but not least, the big guy. You can have one of these. He is, of course, the Rat Ogre. 150k, so as usual for a big guy, a big jump in the price. Movement 6, Strength 5, Edge 4+, plus, no passing to speak of, 9+, plus, 
armor value with animal savagery frenzy loner four plus mighty blow plus one and prehensile tail you also get access to 50k rerolls for skaven which is ridiculous that is the cheapest reroll that you will find out there uh, they are classified as tier one which is absolutely correct uh, but they do also have access to an apothecary which is important in your league play so that being said what are the pros and cons of this team Look, I think if we kick really off the bat and that, that stat summary gave us a really clear, I mean, the, the Rat Ogre is your slowest moving piece at movement six, which is still fast. Yes. That is still quick. Um, and, you know, the Rat Ogre being the big kind of brawly guy, if he is the slowest piece and he's still movement six, the rest is seven and then nine for the gutter mm-hmm. runners. So I feel like the, ver- the very first thing that we talk about is how fast this team are. Um, they are faster all- than any other team in, in the game. That gutter runner, movement nine, that's more than anybody else. Um, so you've got relatively standard access to skills in that you've got pass and short hands, you've got some dodge, you've got some block, you've got some those kind of basic skills. Mm-hmm. Where this probably falls down or this definitely kind of, you know, tries to balance out a little bit is the armor. Yeah. Um, so armor they, eight. They are fast, but they are squishy. So this team is fundamentally for those people that want to play ball. They want to play actual blood bowl with the ball um they want to score quickly um and you're not afraid to lose a couple of players as long as you're up on the scoreboard that's it i mean and that's the way that that most skaven games should go you should probably lose a couple unless your opponent is really unlucky Unlucky. say with their dice Uh, but you should be at least one two seven touchdowns ahead by the end of the game, <laughs> seven. That is a little bit exaggerating, but maybe we'll see. So, I mean, definite pros, ability to score. I would say still a limited passing game in that you still only you have got the dedicated thrower, which means you've got some some decent passing ability, but it's still only one or two players on your team. That um, being said, though, that passing, like the two plus, is the best passing skill in the game. Uh, add to that the fact that he's got pass. And sure hands, which means that he can pick up the ball a lot easier than a lot of other players. And movement seven means that, you know, if you're running around with a thrower, if you do take a thrower and you're running around with him, he can get around, find an open gutter runner, two plus pass, two plus catch, away you go. Oh, it's bushy good. And I suppose yeah. that's the other the other piece, like, you know, I'm flicking through other options for passes and for the extra 5k on a human throw, for example, you're getting the extra movement. Um, and that's probably, look, that's the main difference is you're getting the extra point of movement for 5k. Um, but he's also passing with gutter runner. Yeah. Um, so there is a bit of a tax on that. Runner. <laughs> uh, the other thing that, that I wanted to point out as a, a bit of a pro as well is the access to mutations. Yeah. For secondary skills, you can get a mutation on any of these players, which just opens up some some real options. 
you have gutter runners with two heads. You can have, you know, extra arms to pick up the ball, catch the ball, that sort of thing. Like the, the mutations really open a whole heap of uh, customization for your, for your characters. Really, you can really sort of tailor them the way you want. And it does open up and have some extra options for you in the way that you build a character over the course of a league mm-hmm. um, for specialist roles that you wouldn't necessarily get in other, other teams. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll see as we kind of burn through those positions and why they're good, why they're bad, why we would take them and, and that kind of stuff. I think you'll see uh, the mutations, particularly on a couple, really start to shine. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But really, it's a fast team. It's a squishy team. But it's a team that will score a lot of touchdowns. And realistically, as, as long as you've got – if you've got one gutter runner still on the pitch, you are a threat to mm-hmm. scoring in any sort of given turn. It doesn't matter if you're playing sevens or elevens. That nine movement is going to cover a vast majority of the board. Look, let's talk other pros of this. The, the Skaven team, uh, they are one of the original teams. Like, they've been around since God was a boy. The models are sweet as fuck. Um, they have a real sense of character. They've got mm-hmm. a real defined personality. Um, and fundamentally, they're giant ass rat men. That's kind of cool. I so, like that. The, look, the, the options for how you paint them are so open because they are these grotty little warpstone loving rats. Um, if you start digging into the fluff, you can start talking about which clan they're from or you know, how you want to paint them and how you want to customize them and how you want to, you know, you've got the option if you want to go silly during a league of actually putting mutations on the players when they get them. So it's a bit of a, um, as well as a competitive players game, it is a bit of a hobbyist stream. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's about as far as I've got. Like, I just wanted to keep it a bit basic with the pros and cons. Did you have anything else you wanted to add there? No, they score, they hit, they die. Yeah. That seems fair. So let's move right along. Just the next uh, section we want to talk about, just sort of, you know, typical lineups, tactics that you might use, that sort of thing. Uh, Skaven, you're playing the fast game. You want to utilize that in your lineups. Mm-hmm. So you are probably looking at least, in a, in a normal 11s game, probably at least two gunner runners. Uh, and they, their goal is basically to dodge away from wherever the hell they are, get out in scoring distance, and either have the ball already or be open for a, for a quick pass or a handoff. Mm-hmm. And realistically, scoring distance is a long way. Mm-hmm. So that that they're kind of your threat pieces. I mean, the, the piece with that is they are strength two. So, you know, they, they will be a target, um, but that's fundamentally it. I think if we're talking lineups, right, the the big decision that players need to make if when they're forming a team is to rat ogre or not to rat ogre. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the where the, where the shift is. Um, you either decide to sort of offset some of that lower armor and lower strength um, with a big old strength five, frenzy jerk um 
with, which brings a whole different bag of tools and a whole different bag of threats, um, or you focus and you really go hard on the scoring game and the ball and you leave him home, save save a big chunk of change and load up on the, the gutter runners and your, your, maybe your throwers and you, you kind of up, load up on those positions that will maximise your scoring potential. That's it. I mean, the Red Ogre, like we said, I mean, it's 150K, so it's a 60K jump from the Blitzers. Uh, you are looking at animal savagery there. So guaranteed there are going to be games that you use the Red Ogre where you need it to do something and it flat out refuses. Mm-hmm. Or turns around and punches somebody else. Yeah. Well, it's not the worst neg trait out there, but it's still going to – it will have an impact. Definitely. And for a big guy, it's still nine plus on the armor, so it's not he's not the strongest well not he, his strength is fine. He's gonna he's gonna fail those armor rolls more than say, you know, you even a mummy or a treeman or something like that. Add to that he's got frenzy, which is both a uh, boon and a liability. Um so you do have to follow up you don't have so many options there you do have to make that second block um which can get you caught out of position and sometimes those blocks don't necessarily mean it's it's you know two or three dice uphill uh you know you could be blocking uphill um and that's where that armor will kill you as well you'll end up throwing a one die block or a, an uphill block sculling out used well frenzy is great though like Absolutely. you can be pushing people off the pitch and, and doing all sorts of stuff with frenzy. You just got to think it through beforehand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, the team, like I say, it's squishy and it's, it's a fast team, but it does have hitting potential. I mean, the gutter runners are strength two, but everybody else is strength three barring the rat ogre. Of course. That is, that is standard. That is most other players. Yep, get a get an assist on your block and your two dice punching most things. Uh, your blitzes come automatically with block, which is a huge boon because that'll, I mean, block is one of, if not the best skill in the game, at least for a starting position, mm-hmm. for, a, for a hitter anyway. So you're going to be hitting with your blitzes, your red ogre, uh, potentially even your linemen are going to be do, throwing a few punches, knocking a few people down. It's just when when that comes back to you, of course, you've probably got less armor than a lot of other teams. Yeah, that eight really does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing how much jumping from an eight plus to a nine plus armor. And I mean, the blitz has come with nine plus, which means you can throw them in there. You can be a little bit reckless with them. Um, and I suppose it only really starts to tell when you're on a big guy, when those, a lot of those big guys are 10 pluses. Yep. Um, you know, he, he just, you know, you do a direct comparison. Yeah. I mean, eight plus, we talk, uh, Blood Bowl people talk a lot about how squishy elves are. You know, you only need two elves to score, but you're probably only going to have two elves by the end of the game. Uh, elves are eight plus armor as well. So, like, there's no difference here between the elves and the skaven as far as armor value goes. No. Uh, but you're basically looking – you're looking for a run, pass, score quickly sort of uh, team. You can – it's not as easy as it used to be, but you can still definitely one-turn 
score with a gutter runner mm-hmm. on the line of scrimmage. That's not not an issue. Um, you, you basically just you want to be outscoring your opponent, and you want to be doing it quickly, and then punching them enough to get the ball back. And you know, a, a well timed blitz on a kickoff is also another scoring opportunity for you as well. Absolutely. And I suppose, look, the other thing with Skaven is they are not a – they place a relatively standard game. You're not relying on tricks. You're not relying on throwing teammates. You're not relying on secret weapons or funky stuff. It is legitimately a, a run and score game. So you don't have to learn funky mechanics to play this team. No. You, they, you can pick them up out of the box. You can throw them on the pitch and you can play them as standard – as per the basic rules, and they just do it well. I mean, I suppose that's another thing too. The box for Skaven, get two gutter runners, two blitzers, two throwers, handful of linemen. That's definitely a team out there. Uh, the only thing you'd be looking at if you really want to focus is you need the extra gutter runners and mm-hmm. a rat ogre if you're going to go either of those directions. So um that's what I love about Blood Bowl. Like it just, you know, a lot of teams, one box, that's all you need. Yeah. So, and even then, like you can, you can definitely source Kit Bash, make an extra couple of gutter runners if that's yeah. what you want to do. I've seen that many rat ogres made out of uh, different parts as well. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to go and purchase um, a, a brand shiny new rat ogre. Yeah, I'm. I'm still like. My my old Skaven team is all second ed, third ed models, so mostly metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Red Ogre from back that those days. The Forge World ones I'm not overly keen on. I mean, the newest one is slightly better than the previous one, but it's still... Yeah. Fundamentally, know. the amount that I've seen that were made from Island of Blood, Warhammer, mm-hmm. Skaven... Rad Ogres that came in the starter box. There's about a billion on the, the second-hand market. Um, they look good. They do the job. Yeah. Tabby guys. And buy, and buy a box of Skaven for, for Warhammer. You're going to get a crap load of them too. Yeah. So I suppose, so, yeah, the only other thing that, that I've really got to say is as far as tactics go, you you know, you're running, you're passing, you're, you're basically, your gutter runners will be the ones that score the most in any given league. So keep them safe because they are going to be absolutely number one priority target for your opponent. Yeah. And I mean, they're the lowest strength, they're the lowest armor Mm -hmm. and they are absolutely target priority. Number one, um, because they are the biggest scoring threats. So that is probably the piece. The other half of that, if we're talking league play as well, um, they will score more touchdowns than any other player on your team, bar none. Um, so what that can mean is they tend to hog the star player points and they tend to skill up faster than everyone else, which is good for their preservation potentially. Um, but it does mean that if you want a little bit of balance between your team and some other to, to share some of those um, skills and whatnot, they, they can be a little bit skill hungry. Um, they can, can be. I mean, I mean yeah. it's it's not necessarily a bad piece, but you you don't you don't want your leveled up gutter runner to die horribly. No, you do get attached to them, and that's when they die. Yes, absolutely. They they do get 
general skills on a primary skill up, which means that pretty much you can take block pretty much Off straight away, which block dodge on a gutter runner will improve his survivability no end. Because mm-hmm. you've... You, basically looking at i mean you're not going to be throwing too many blocks with them so there's only one side of a six-sided dice which is going to knock them down yeah look also they get so agent agent general so starting really if you want to play heavy score you've got and to keep them safe you can put dodge on them you can put fend on them you can put sidestep on them Mm -hmm. um they have a lot of access to just it means that you get one hit at them you need to star them to power them down, otherwise they're just getting pushed, and then they're out, um, and they're gone. I will say, and this is kind of where the mutation piece picks up, though, and, and the gutter runners we're probably going to spend a little bit of time on because they are fundamentally the stars of the show here. Um, the mutations give you some additional options um, that, that let you choose how you want to play them. And you might have a couple that are really heavy scoring, um, but they can work as a defensive piece. Uh, looking at especially other teams that have maybe a strength to scoring threat, a skink, for example, an Elizabeth team or something like that, um, you can get horns on a mutation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dodge really well. You can get block very easily. Suddenly, you've potentially got a on the blitz strength three hitter that is going to be able to get into cages, to get mm-hmm. into dodgy places, to to hit a ball carrier. Uh, you could play wrestle on them. You yep. could play a few different options, a strip ball. Uh, once you get horns on them on a blitz, they become a real ball sacking threat as well. And horns, I've also found, is is also a good offensive mm-hmm. piece. So if you've got a gutter runner with horns who has the ball, that blitz, if they're marked by somebody, a three plus blitz, uh, strength three, sorry, blitz against the person next to them, get mm-hmm. an assist on there. You've got two dice. All you need to do is push them out of the way. And then you and that's all you look at doing. Yeah, and scurry up the other side. So, so, I mean, obviously they get the same options for things like, you know, big hands, two heads, which all do great things, but they all kind of improve what they do already. Um, I think when you start looking at the other mutation options, you start to get some, some additional threats that they can put out as well. I mean, even foul appearance. I do like foul appearance. <laughs> I mean, that is just a personal taste thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. But so I think, look, they're the ones that I would really talk about skilling up. I think the skilling for the, a lot of the others are relatively standard. Mm-hmm. Your blitzes, you're going to look for things like Mighty Blow. You're going to look for things that help them kill a little bit better. Uh, if you get access, the other thing with your blitzer, and possibly your rat ogre, given they've got access to strength, is guard. You've got a mm-hmm. fundamentally strength three or two team in this instance. So the more assists you can get, the better. Uh, so equally, if you get a, a secondary skill on a, a lineman, guard is a solid option. Uh, but I'm, all, fun- I'm always fond of kick. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Kick's always been my favourite. Kick is never bad. No. Equally... Even though it's a fast team kickoff return, mm-hmm. 
his on the ball, I think it's called now. Yep. Speaking, uh, is still a, a solid option, so you can maximize your movement to do the things that you want to do, not go and fetch a ball. Um, when you've got a thrower that shows up with already movement seven with sure hands, who's probably picking up the ball, even if it's wet, uh, and he's passing uh, to a gutter runner who's catching, likely on a two. Yep. Uh, it's yeah, he, ha- and you can. As a real traditional thrower, you can skill him up accordingly. He mm-hmm. comes with that stuff. You can give him accurate. You can give him strong arm potentially. You can get, if you can get a secondary cloud burst is not terrible. He, the set leader leader is, is is a solid solid choice. You know, just having leader on leader being a passing skill and the the thrower having access to passing on a primary <laughs> means that. That's a very cheap reroll, mm-hmm. and they already have cheap rerolls. You're already done pretty well on them. Yep. Uh, and that is look. That's probably the only other thing I would say for the the lineup piece, mm-hmm. apart from deciding whether you're playing the Red Ogre or not. Uh, rerolls. Mm-hmm. I fundamentally subscribe to the concept that I don't believe in taking more than three rerolls at team creation for eleven. That's fundamentally against everything I hold dear. Um, so teams for me are either a two re-roll or a three re-roll team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is when your ball skills don't, shouldn't need them too much. So no. anywhere where your ball handlers are edge two plus, uh, you can afford to go light on the re-rolls and you've got some base skills. You've got dodge. So you've got built-in re-rolls. You've got block. Yeah. You've got some built-in re-rolls. You've got short hands. Um, Skaven, you can definitely get away with two re-rolls at the start of the season. Easy. And even, you know, there's, there's something to be said about filling in that extra cash on dedicated fans from the start. Getting a bit more cash back that way. Because, you know, the, the money that you spend on dedicated fans, you'll have that all back within a game or two. So... <laughs> so that's about all I have to say about 11s. Mm-hmm. Sevens. This is the important bit. This is well. This is the important bit for us currently because sevens is uh, definitely a focus for us. How, sir, would you play Skaven in a sevens scenario? This still fundamentally comes down to Radoga or not to Radoga. I think, as tempting as the big guy is. For me, taking rats on a sevens pitch, I would probably look at going. The thrower is too hard to pass up. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's just too much of a threat quickly to get the ball where you need it. Um, I want at least one attacking piece, which means I'm taking a blitzer mm-hmm. and then I'm filling out my other two positions with gutter runners because I can't not. Yep. That's I mean, how I want to build the team. Yeah. Look, if you want to be a bit punchier, you might think about two blitzers, but uh, generally I think one blitzer, one thrower, two gutter runners is a very solid starting point. Yeah. I mean, the thing with sevens is it's a smaller field. It's much easier for those gutter runners to get around score. And whilst you're still the same distance from the end zone, you're still a one-turn touchdown threat, and there is space between the line and the scrimmage, which means your rats are a little bit safer for that first turn. Mm-hmm. 
So I I think you don't need to line up on the or load up on the heavy stuff as much as you would if you had to line up on the scr- uh, line of scrimmage against another team. Um, and you can really focus your your blitzer on the clearing a hole yep. for the runners to get through. Uh, I you could uh, fundamentally you can quite easily argue that the Radoga on a sevens pitch is a huge control piece, especially given it's smaller. You've got frenzy. Crowd surfing is a, a legitimate tactic. Mm-hmm. And prehensile tail, I feel like, doesn't get enough attention in that. It is just harder to dodge away from him. So if you can mark a couple of players with him, there is just on a, a game where there is effectively no rerolls, you're just increasing the odds of a fail on your opponent's behalf, which is never a bad thing. So he's still a legitimate choice. Absolutely. I just like, I totally agree. Like the marking of a piece that would normally dodge away from anyone, you know, so your elves, your goblins, any sort of stunties, anything that, that will get away from you and get closer to the ball or closer to the end zone, marking them with the piece with prehensile tail or let's say if you are skilling up, tentacles. Mm-hmm. Tentacles is a very viable option. I have shut down so many games with tentacles by positioning it correctly. It gets more interesting because you don't want to rely on the skill-ups in a sevens league True. Uh, because there is the chance of them being drafted. What? You're not playing for re-rolls. You, you only have to worry about seven players. You're probably maxing out your roster, so you're not really stressed about playing inducements or anything like that. It is fundamentally about, for me, it is about maximizing the things the team does well, and that is getting the ball and getting it to the end zone. Agreed. So If you wanted to play really gutsy, you could ditch the blister and go three gutter runners. Which is, you know, that's another kettle of fish altogether. But if you're playing a tournament, just need those quick scores. And Especially it, if it's a resurrection tournament. Yeah. Mm, thoughts. You play you play three gunner runners, you can put all three of them in position to score in your first turn and hold the ball with the thrower. Watch what your opponent does to mark it, and then you just pass <laughs> it to the one that doesn't get marked. Yep. The one that just needs one dodge to get away. This is it. It's you just throw it to the easy one to get to. Uh it's it's happy days. And then your your linemen just go around and just mark players to give make it harder to mark your, your gutter runners. Yeah. God, I, I love scaping. I just even talking about them, I just love them. I love the little faces. I love the models. I love the whole lore. I love their little faces. I think that they're cute, man. I love them. Look, the thing with Skaven, I would say, when we start talking, you know, whether it's sevens or elevens, the hard bit for them is probably defense rather than offense. Offense mm-hmm. kind of writes itself. Uh, especially if you don't load up on either Rat Ogre or max out your blitzes, you don't have those kind of more reliable hitty pieces to, to blitz in, to sack a ball carrier, to, to do that kind of stuff. Um, so that is where you have to get a little bit cagier is the wrong word in Blood Bowl because cages are such a thing. <laughs> but cage breaking with rats um, can be a challenging piece. Yeah. If you can do it, but the, the idea 
realistically with Skaven 2 is you want to be scoring, you know, in the first turn or two, right? Mm-hmm. You can score in two turns, no problems with Skaven. So if you can score quickly and then just delay your opponent, like you can you can really you've got the upper hand in that regard. Yes, if you can score quickly and you can delay your opponent, then you are up already. And you just gotta keep that momentum going. Yeah, there's So that's it. If it takes you two turns to score and it takes your opponent four or five turns to score, mm-hmm. you do that twice and they've run out of time. Yep. You're already exactly. up. If you can suddenly sack the ball on defense and start scoring on defense as well, you're three yes. nil up. You start picking that piece, and that's probably where the, the challenge starts to be and the skill starts to be and, and playing. But step one is just stop them scoring for as long as you can, and then the second they score, turn it over and match it. Exactly. Which is not hard have- with the team like Skaven. And if you're playing a fundamentally scorey team, you're playing another rat team, you're playing an elf team, suddenly your strength is as good as theirs, so you can play defensively. Yes. Oh, man. A game where everybody's scoring every two turns. There's <laughs> <laughs> a game. Uh, that's about it from me. You got anything is- else you want to add? That is Skaven in a nutshell. Look, uh, fundamentally fun. I think the fact that they're star players or being the gutter runners, not actual star players, <laughs> but the gutter runners are strength too, it means that it keeps the tension in a game. If they were stronger than that at that speed, it Everyone would just be, would be too hard. It would just be too hard to beat them on defense. But the fact that most standard players are going to two dice them, uh, and they've only got dodge off the back to save them. It keeps the tension in the game, and that's where it's fun. You have to play a little bit risky. You've got to play a little bit fast and loose, and you've got to trust that the runners will get to where they want to get to. Yeah, and that's kind of where the fun is. Yeah, you will lose people. You know that that is going to happen in any sort of given game. That is such the Skaven way. Yeah. There are always more rats. That's it. They they love throwing their own people in front of weapons, and it's always somebody else's fault. And well, that's the other thing. If you lose when you're playing Skaven, it's always somebody else's fault. It's not your fault. Correct. The players let me down. the The wind wasn't going the right direction. It was sabotaged by a rival clan. It's all part of the fluff. Anyway, that's it for episode one. Uh, we'll do a couple of these, see how people react to them. If you enjoy this kind of semi-structured, effort, semi-structured, yeah. yeah, a bit more focused than than our usual ramblings, uh, let us know. Uh, give us a follow: Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Tweedbean. We're on them all, uh, and. Um, you know, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us out, uh, by all means, jump on Patreon. Uh, we've got a couple of tiers there that you can help us 
give back to the community because all that money just goes back into prizes, competitions, giveaways, that sort of stuff. So The other thing I very much encourage, if you've got different ideas to Housecape and Play, if you've got some really cool builds that you've made up over leagues, if you've got, you know, moments or, or things that you would really like to share about your Skaven team or something that's worked really well, throw it in comments somewhere, hit us up on Facebook, let us know where we either got it wrong or where you found something cool and unusual. Is definitely keen to hear about that as well. I mean, this whole episode is just two jerks on the internet talking their own opinions. We're not right. We're not wrong. Well, I'm right. We're... Well, I must be wrong then. Oh, unless you're agreeing, in which case you can't be. Uh, sure. Anywho, that's it from us. Laters. Catch ya. Gaming. Gaming.